0: welcome to another episode of the healthy obsession podcast as always your hosts are myself and chris say hello to the people chris
1: hello it's valentine's day
0: yeah um, so moving on um uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the hell to talk about this week so we're just gonna kind of go through some news and you know we'll just, shoot this could be a 15 minute one i don't know <laughs>
1: well i'm sure it'll be longer than that but yeah it was uh not not a very heavy news week at least a- well
0: anything that did happen is kind of like oh okay well there was a there was some some big news that happened but we don't want to talk about politics so we're not talking about it yeah go somewhere else for that <laughs>
1: Uh, so, uh, there, there's, there's like, there's two things I really want to hit this week. And, uh, after that, uh, the, the podcast is a mystery. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the first thing I want to get into and, and I'm blindsiding Hayden with this. Oh, you're starting um, with this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, so, so, uh, uh, it was either last week or the week before, right? We did, uh, movies we think more people should see, right? Yeah. So I want to thank you for telling me to watch chef. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh Chef was absolutely fucking delightful. I I see? I I told you. And uh I I was surprised at how much I was enjoying watching Chef, which by the way, I watched it with a single earbud in on my phone while at work. Go fuck yourself, Christopher Nolan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always got to get that dig in there.
1: And it was still a a wonderful, deeply enjoyable movie
0: yeah there
1: there is there is something so cathartic about a feel good movie watching a man do what he loves really really well, and that's pretty much what chef was, which is, is is kind of bittersweet in a way because it almost it, – it makes me bitter to see people be that good at something and able to follow a passion so heavily, you know? Yeah. Like, do, do you feel that?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I'm one thing I – that, you know, I, I'm kind of the same way because I have not pursued something to that level of passion myself and am always jealous of, like, you know, like athletes who are able to do – Shit like that. But the thing I thought that I think is really cool, at least with Chef, is that, and you see it more if you go and watch the Chef show that's on Netflix, uh, you see, like, you don't see the process he had to go through to learn how to do all that stuff because I'm pretty sure John Favreau didn't know how to do almost any of the stuff that he does in the movie beforehand. Like, he knew how to cook, obviously, but like techniques and all that. And so. In the chef show, you get a little more insight in just like the kind of shit he had to do and learn how to do and the just crazy regiment that uh, Roy Choi had him had him doing just so he could get to that point. And then it goes, okay, well, I, it makes me feel a little less bad because, you know, seeing the process done a little more makes it a little less uh, mysterious of like, oh, they just did it, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Right. it It is also kind of just a constant reminder of the lack of time any of us have to do anything. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would love to go to a culinary school and learn how to really cook. Uh, in fact, I, I took a couple of cooking classes back in high school because for a minute I thought maybe I wanted to be a chef. Uh, and then I, I backpedaled on that because I thought that sounded like an awful career choice. But I'd still like <laughs> to know how to cook. And, like, right now, I'm trying to learn how to play piano, but balancing that between a full-time job and us doing this and trying to make videos and streaming and, you know, just a relaxation time, it's like, man, not enough time of the day.
0: Yeah, I get that completely. Like, I've, I've been going through that a little bit with trying to figure out how to, you know, do video editing for one of the videos we're trying to do, which has taken a while, but that's kind of because, well, we took a little bit too long picking what software to use but now that I have it and have been in it it's like oh I'm in it now oh god it's 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 just a lot and at least with on the video editing side it's very much okay yeah I can understand how like once you've been doing this for a long time you could just be like bang 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 it's like clockwork it could still take a long time but you you know I'm not having or you're not having to take a whole lot of time to make endpoint and endpoints and end points and clips to pull them into the main video. When I do that, it takes me like two minutes <laughs> for like a, a 30 second chunk of video and it's like oh my god, it's taking forever.
1: Hmm. So yeah, uh, Chef was just very cool and it's nice to see somebody operate on that level. And and you know, just on the merits of being a film. Incredibly enjoyable. John Favreau, in his own way, is a fucking genius. And I love him.
0: Oh yeah, I was like, that movie more than anything solidified my love for that man. He just is so good, and just about everything that he's in.
1: I I didn't want the movie to end, and I, I fired up The Chef Show right after, and it was obviously just not the same. Yeah. An interesting show in its own way, but not what I wanted after having watched Chef itself.
0: Did you just watch the first season of the show? Oh, I didn't even get through the first episode. Oh, because, like, the first season is a lot more of him just cooking more stuff with Roy Choi. Um, I am saying that name, his name right, right? Yes. Yes. Because if I wasn't saying his name right, I'd feel like an asshole. Um, <laughs> but in the later, like, I guess seasons, the way that they're done and seasons on Netflix is really weird. Because it's, like, volume one, part one, volume one, part two almost, I think. I don't know, it's been a while since I've looked at it. But um after that first batch of episodes that they dropped, it gets a lot more into just talking about theories around making different types of food, like the theory crafting and the history behind like cooking pizza and hmm. uh cooking bread. And it's like I really like watching and learning about that stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> I just do. But um it's it definitely goes away from just being oh yeah let's just cook some stuff with some celebrities, which is like what those first couple episodes are, to them going to like specialists and them showing John Favreau more than anything how to how the process is done. And he tries how to do it, and it's it's I, I think a lot more enjoyable than those first couple episodes. Yeah,
1: for me, watching people cook at all is mesmerizing. Oh yeah. Uh, And and I think that's pretty typical. I don't think I'm special in in that regard. But, like, I'm subscribed to, like, five different uh, YouTube channels that are varying levels of tutorial to simple observer just watching people cook because it's such an interesting process. I I, I think it's interesting to watch anybody at the top of their form do anything. But I have a particular gravity towards
0: cooking. Yeah, that's why I like – I really like binging with Babish just because – He's kind of like if you and I decided to just learn how to cook a bunch of shit. He's all self-taught and just trial and errors it to the point where he can make it look really nice and like a high-end restaurant quality on a lot of it. Do you now uh, – do you watch him at all? Yeah, yeah. I, I am subscribed to Biddy with Babish. Do, do you now have a, a better appreciation for why one of he, – he just like – passes out at the thought of the fact that John Favreau gave him that twisty fork from <laughs> yes. chef that he used to make the pasta. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Cuz I I, I had forgotten that. about that until you said it. Yeah, yeah. He, every, he he's brought it out in a couple of videos and he's always just like, and yes, I got this from John Favreau and it's the one he used in chef. Like he always if there's an opportunity for him to gush about it, he does it. And it's so as someone who's seen the movie, I'm like, yeah, I'd be pretty damn proud to have that as well yeah
1: uh I'm also subscribed to a couple channels that are like I have to assume just a guy on his phone that walks up to uh food stalls in South Korea and watches them prepare their food.
0: Okay, so it's just like a street food kind of thing.
1: yeah, and then I just found uh I just found this new channel that doesn't have a whole lot of videos, but they're they're specifically pretty long videos about a guy. Taking his sweet fucking time making food, and oh. that's like the point of the video, <laughs> because the the one I saw was like one hundred hour lasagna. Oh my god!
0: Yeah. Why? Well, okay, <laughs> or, but if, or if, like he... a forty hour beef Wellington. Holy shit, that's crazy. That's a very interesting idea for a YouTube channel, though.
1: Yeah, because it's like he's making all of it from as much scratch as he can.
0: Yeah. Huh interesting yeah i know food especially on youtube food youtubers i i should probably find more since like the main thing i watch is binging with babish and then whenever the try guys do their eat the menu <laughs> yeah <laughs> which that doesn't really count for what we're talking
1: about <laughs> but That's they're still series, really entertaining though. uh yeah and I, i've been doing the meal prep thing for like a year now which at first was a really good way for me to try to learn how to cook some different foods and get really good at a couple of techniques but Later on, it was like, I really don't want to spend four hours batch cooking food a week. So I I fell into some staples that like I know how to construct a meal for myself for the week. And I just get it done and get out of the way, which normally amounts to um, either a pressure cooked or uh, a pan fried protein of some sort with stir fried broccoli and carrots and then a grain of that goes from either rice to potatoes or something along that line
0: except potatoes so, not a grain
1: well <laughs> you know some kind of starchy grain bready food to the go carbs. with the vegetables Car- there you go carbs yeah
0: <laughs> fuck fuck you okay yes here's my grain potato <laughs> uh i'm making vodka <laughs>
1: So, you know, after, like, half a year of being comfortable with that, I kind of stop experimenting, because then on the weekend, I don't want to make more food, so I get, like, some frozen chicken nuggets, and that's my rations for the week, and then I go back to eating healthier during the week.
0: Yep, I do, like, the exact same thing, where Monday through Thursday, I eat like I'm on—like, I'm just trying to cut a bunch of weight, or just really healthily, like, low carbs, lots of good grains— And fruits and vegetables, and then once it hits Friday, that all goes out the window, and I just like order pizza, go get fast food because I just get tired of the same same stuff. I've been trying to find my biggest struggle because I'm trying to do a little more um, meal prep as well. uh, My biggest struggle is finding stuff for lunch because dinner. It's like okay, I get home, I'm much more open to making something, but. For lunch, I don't do sandwiches because I don't like eating cold cuts because it's kind of terrible for you. Um, but so I, I'm constantly looking for something to be able to meal prep for lunches, and I've kind of found some stuff, but it's uh not as big a menu of possibilities if it's meal one meal prepped and two for lunch because I don't want to eat something huge and heavy and then the rest of work you're just like knocked out
1: yeah I I have the same problem in an opposite situation since my lunch is what I eat at home and then I take my dinners into work Oh okay, uh, okay but I I tend to bounce between I still do cold cuts for lunch just because they're super easy yeah uh, but I'll bounce between either sandwiches or salad week to week because i i can't stand either of them two weeks in a row oh
0: yeah shoot i'd love to do salads more but i get like to wednesday and then go i don't want another fucking salad (laughs) 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 that's the only issue that i have with it otherwise i'd eat them all the time but seriously it's like after day three you're just like kill me
1: I love doing salads because then I get to the end of the week and I got like a bunch of lettuce left over. and It's like, fuck yeah,
0: I'm going to have a big salad. <laughs> do you do – uh? well, you don't really do breakfast because of your current schedule. Well, I've I would kind do of, breakfast
1: anyway, but yeah.
0: I've kind of gotten completely out of breakfast because I'm just like – I don't want to eat anything 45 minutes after I woke up. Like, yeah. and that's at a minimum. It's usually like 20 minutes after I woke up. So I've turned into just a black coffee breakfast dude, and I kind of like it. So I'm technically, in a way, unironically intermittent fasting because I don't really eat lunch until like afternoon, and then I don't eat dinner until like 6 or 7. So <laughs> I'm kind of doing a 16-8 intermittent fasting, which is weird. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I have never eaten breakfast regularly in my entire life. Um, except for, like, maybe uh, first grade, I'd, I'd have a corn dog before class, <laughs> before going to school. And then Starting P. the day it. off right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't have the same hang up about eating after I wake up, it's just that, like, within the first hour I'm awake, I'm just already eating lunch.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair.
1: But that also means that I, I end up, like, having kind of a late snack some days, so... I'm not so lucky as to have fallen into intermittent fasting because I get super hungry after I wake up. I'm hungry right now, uh, but yeah, just uh, breakfast food in general doesn't really appeal to me, so I skip right to lunch.
0: I bet, Well, and I mean, American breakfast sucks. Like, it's just sugary shit half the time. Like, I when I when I do eat breakfast, I'm a big uh, oatmeal and berries guy. I know, boring, but uh, it gets the job done, and I think that's also part of the reason why I get tired of eating breakfast <laughs> mm. and just say, "Ah, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to eat anything today."
1: Yeah, my favorite things about breakfast are probably the worst because it's like
0: pancakes. hash browns,
1: hell yeah, <laughs> uh, pan fried sausage patties, hell yeah. I'm I'm a breakfast meats person. Oh.
0: Like I'm I'm not
1: I'm not really into pancakes, but like sausage, a ham steak, hell yeah.
0: Interesting. I did not think with you springing the chef news on me, we would spend 15 minutes talking <laughs> about food, but I'm okay with that. This is it. We're filling the time. This won't be a, a 20 minute podcast now, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> which is why, like, I'm, I'm very excited about it. tomorrow. You're going to come over and we're going to watch your name and, uh, I, yeah, I'm, never taking, seen it. I I'm taking I'm taking advantage it. of the opportunity to to have me cook something new and interesting that's not just a bulk cook
0: for the week. Oh, have you not made what we're having tomorrow? Before? No,
1: I, I have never cooked steak before. Well, mm. okay, that's not entirely true. I I forget what exactly I made, but I I, I did use cuts of beef once when I uh, meal prepped udon. But that was that was it. I've never made like whole steaks
0: before. Do you have a cast iron? Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, you can do it where you just sear it and then put it finish it in the oven if you want. Or you can just cook the whole thing on the stovetop. It's kind of up to you.
1: Yeah, I think based on the recipe we're going to go with, I was just going to cook it all in the cast iron, get the uh, get the bits in there for the fond
0: dope let's just hope that there's not like a foot of snow on the ground because if there is i'm not coming over <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean barring that i'll probably be there but if there's like oh yeah you can't see the lines on the road yeah i'm not coming i'm i'm gonna stay home <laughs> and we'll, we'll reschedule <laughs>
1: yeah and then i'll just have four steaks to cook for myself hell
0: yeah well with that I think it's time to transition into some of the other little bits of news that happened. One of which I posted when I posted today. I think I got announced today, or officially finally got announced today, that, um, spoiler, I can't believe it, but Demon Slayer is getting a second season of the anime. Can you believe it, Chris? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I. I honestly can't... What I can't believe is that it took this long for it to officially be announced. Um, yeah. Uh, you,
1: you've read weird. the manga,
0: right? Like, yes. the whole thing? I've have,
1: I have read the whole thing. Uh, so, so, compared to the anime, how much have they
0: gotten through in the manga? It's, like, 160 chapters, and... So, I don't know, like, chapter mark that it's on, but after the train art, because the train, or the movie is literally just the next arc, which is going to be weird, because I don't... I mean, I'm assuming they're going to be, like, address that the movie happened, and it'll be post-movie. It would be stupid for them to put the movie in the anime. um, But uh, shit just, like, goes now. It's like, bang, bang, bang. It, it doesn't stop um, until the end. So, if they do another 24 episodes... It would get pretty close to the end, so I'm very interested to see. I'll, I might go back and see exactly like what chapter the train arc ends on to know how much. Because if it's like they're around chapter 100, which I don't think. I think at most it'd be around 80, and that that seems like a stretch itself. It's probably more 50, um, because the first season was a very a very like good adaptation like probably fall, fell more under the like one and a half to two chapters per episode not sometimes it can be a lot more or it can be one piece where it's like one chapter of the manga is per anime episode and that's why it's slower than shit
1: <laughs> um
0: but yeah i i was i saw that this morning and was like ah we could make a quick bit about that because it is probably i'd say more so than attack on titan the most hype and popular ip right now
1: yeah attack on on anime could and should be more if they didn't take multiple years between seasons but that was just an unfortunate reality of how new the manga still was at the time
0: (laughs) yeah season one ended and it's like um there's no more manga content like you're caught up (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Demon Slayer is at least fortunate enough that by the time the first season ended, the manga was pretty much over, and it didn't take that much longer to actually end, so they can just go right into season two, and they're they're really not skipping a beat. It happened a lot sooner than I thought it would, really. But yeah, I I think so. Uh, uh, granted, I don't have intimate knowledge of the cycle of anime development, so I could be way off
0: base. It's a, it'll be like two years, I think, because it came out. Isn't that weeks. long? It came out at the end of 2019. Wow. Okay. I thought. I don't think it was in 2020 at all. So yeah, it was just like, I think the 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 summer and fall 2019 season, maybe. Maybe. Because I remember episode 19 came out, I thought around the end of summery time. So I don't know. But um, it was a while. It's been, I guess, the the reason why there was so long for announcement of the second season was because I think they announced the movie like right after the first season ended. And so, based off when the movie came out, this is a this isn't that long between announcements for the second season.
1: But Yeah, yes, st- maybe that's a, a Demon Slayer just never left my mind because of the movie announcement. Yeah.
0: But uh, we've already talked about Demon Slayer way too much because I will go on record for till the end of time. It's good, yes. Y'all just haven't seen enough anime if you think it's the greatest thing you have ever seen. <laughs> don't, don't come at me because like yes, it is good, but there the animation top tier. The story is mid as hell. Um But so we're gonna keep on a- rolling with some game movie news, and they have finally cast Joel for HBO's adaptation I guess that's not a movie, it's a TV show. For they've cast joel for hbo's adaptation of the last of us and it is a drummel a please a pedro pascal which i think is a interesting pick i think it could work but i don't think he can grow the beard that joel has
1: <laughs> yeah he wouldn't have been my first pick at all if I when I look at Pedro Pascal, I do not see Joel. Pedro Pascal is a fine actor. I'm sure he'll do a a, a good job with the role, but uh, not, not not a natural pick. He definitely has me. the
0: schnoz for it, though. Like, goddamn, <laughs> that pi- that picture they have on the link I posted, dude's got a big nose, and I'm pretty sure Joel had a big nose, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering misrepresent- that. <laughs> but it's interesting. I And then, wait, they announced uh, the ch- the chick who played Liana Mormont in Game of Thrones is playing Ellie. Yeah, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, which is also an interesting pick. Um, yeah, I think she works better for Ellie than Pascal does for Joel, though. True, I would agree with that. Um, but now we just gotta wait. Did Does that article have it when it's expected to come out like do we even know i don't think so um so yeah now i guess we just wait i wonder if i click this adaptation thing if it says uh it does not have jack squat about (laughs) it just that it's hbo so um yeah we're just kind of in wait and see mode until we get some more announcements about that i kind of forgotten that that was even a thing that was happening
1: Yeah, Um, I heard the news that they were trying to get it off the ground, and I assumed, okay, well, this is never going to get out of development hell. I'll never hear about this again. Yeah. And that could still be the case, but with HBO behind it and a name like Pascal behind it, that does lend more credence to it actually getting done.
0: Yeah, and it just makes me more sad that we still have never gotten a Halo show. (laughs) Yeah. Although, I guess Showtime's still working on one. I guess, I think, sure. maybe. Uh, fun fact, I might have brought this up even on the
1: podcast before, but did you know that uh, Neil Blomkamp's District 9 was actually made out of the scraps of a Halo movie he was trying to make?
0: Don't tell me that. I think you have told me that, but like when I hear it, it just makes me sad. Because <laughs> District 9 like low-key one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Yeah, it's Ugh. a good-ass movie. Dang it. Lom
1: Camp was making a Halo movie. It got canceled, and then he turned those assets into District 9.
0: Ugh. Okay, well, uh, the other big piece of news, I guess, because I think this is the only other thing I have on news, that we, I know, Chris, you have some thoughts you wanted to talk about on, would be uh, Gina Carano getting fired from The Mandalorian... Um, I guess that I think the quote they used was after abhorrent and unacceptable social media posts, um, essentially the, the final post, because I do want to say that it was not just this one post from what I have been able to gather that led to her getting fired. There were some other things she had posted and said in the past um, that led up to this. Um, that's, as of the last time I did some research into this, that was what how I understand it. But the most recent post was essentially uh, making a comparison that being a conservative in the United States today is the equivalent of being a Jew in Nazi Germany, which um, is an interesting tr- – comparison to try and make um
1: yeah i'm gonna be honest there there is a more eloquent way to put that sentiment that i think could have an amount of reason to it that being said like you know we don't want to get overtly political on the podcast however that, that just goes as far as not wanting to actively discuss politics. I will never make my position on anything a secret. I just don't want it to cover up the point of this podcast. So I'll be upfront that I am very left-leaning. I have no sympathy for somebody so overtly conservative as to think their tone-deaf take on Nazi Germany is an acceptable stance. But I can at least sympathize and see where she might be coming from with the sentiment, as awfully misguided as it is.
0: I think that's fair. I also think it's... I, I Well, after I heard more about that, essentially... Disney was looking – basically looking for an excuse to finally fire her. It makes a lot more sense because, yeah, it's a pretty shitty and stupid thing to say, but I don't – view if that was the only thing she had ever said, I don't think she should be fired for it. But after – because, I mean, yeah, it's really stupid and just a terrible take, I guess, but like I don't think that's enough to fire someone but clearly other she'd said and done other things in the past that and I mean a bit, everyone wants to be like oh it's she got fired because she's conservative no she got fired because she's been a PR nightmare for them and Disney just said fuck it we're not dealing with this anymore you're fired like I, at least that's how I view it I, I don't really view the firing as being overtly political and it's much more like Disney just got tired of dealing with the PR problems she had and so it they're a corporation they can fire an employee if it's a PR nightmare. So it's not a free speech issue. Uh, (laughs) The first amendment doesn't cover corporations firing their employees.
1: Yeah. Which which is actually what I want to bring up because this does highlight a PR problem that Disney has going forward. Uh, Especially with the advent of Disney plus. Now we are entering into a new age of entertainment in regards to Disney, which, which is weird to say after a literal decade of Marvel movies. Uh, but they're, they're trying to do essentially the same thing with Star Wars now, where they are wanting to build this shared universe brand of several dozen interlocked properties into one universe, where every single piece relies on the cohesion and the acceptance of the whole where, like, with Marvel initially it was super easy because it was movie, 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 movie. Uh, and eventually it was like, okay, this movie connects to this movie, and these movies connect to this movie, or we're building up to this movie. And now we've got these shows that are also connecting into the movies. Uh, and the shows aren't going to slow down. In the early days of Marvel, they had a number of recastings. And they could get away with it because it was new and they hadn't built anything yet. They were able to recast Rhodey as Don Cheadle. They were able to recast Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk because nobody would really care at that point. Nobody had any attachment to it. But now, a decade deep, brands like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans are as ingrained in the Marvel property as they are to their characters and Disney, where if after Civil War, Disney had to recast Chris Evans, that would have been awful. Because at that point, Chris Evans is just so much Captain America, how could anyone buy that anybody else would be Captain America? But you get one Hulk movie out that isn't even canon in the MCU anymore, because Universal owns the rights to that movie, and you want to put Mark Ruffalo in, you can get away with that. That's fine. People will just accept that. And, and so now that they're trying to build that same thing with Star Wars, where this is a brand that they no longer want to die and they want this to last for seemingly forever... They need to get a hold of their actors in some way. And that's awful to say. Because, you know, I always I will be upfront that Disney having a monopoly on entertainment is fucking terrible. And it it, it could be a, a nightmare for the consumers in the future. But for now, they're putting out quality content and I'm behind it. I would not be surprised if in the future... When you sign a contract with Disney and they say, out of you, we want five movies and a TV show and maybe some special appearances on these three other TV shows. They want to be sure that this actor is going to stick around because if they have to recast this character, that's only going to hurt their brand. So when you sign a contract with Disney, what if they say, okay, in addition to being an actor in our universe, you are going to be assigned a PR publicist that is going to write your tweets for you so you don't fuck anything up for us. Which also means... That'll
0: never go over, though. Which
1: also means they need to do their due diligence on people's Twitters and decide if there's going to be something that's going to come back and bite them, like the James Gunn situation. Because
0: if it's bad enough, Disney can't afford this kind of hit to their properties. The thing with, like, it's interesting you bring up the James Gunn thing, mostly just because Disney knew all of that when they hired him to begin with which was why when they later when everything resurfaced again and they fired him essentially everyone was like what that one was weird just because it's like everyone already knew that this stuff happened with him it had been discussed previously and then once it got back into the limelight Disney was like oh oh shit wait uh no and then obviously they went back on it again because of all the backlash. Right, because but, Disney
1: is a corporation, and they don't actually care until the fans care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like you said what happens going forward with that. The thi- I just thought it was interesting with the with, with the uh Gina Carano situation because I had never well, I didn't even know who the hell she was beforehand. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think she was a, an MMA fighter, right? I, I don't know. You could, you could tell me literally <laughs> anything and I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, but I mean, like I would never heard of anything that she had been saying before, which is why, again, when I heard that she was fired for that, I was like, it was just after one post. That's kind of wild. But I guess, guess she's, it's not just the one as we've said. Um, but yeah, it'll just be interesting to see. Um, will we see less from people in these big Disney properties on social media uh, going forward? Um, and how does recasting stuff go? Like, do Are they going to recast her character? Because that essentially would eliminate, if they aren't, that would just knock out one of the shows that they had planned to do.
1: Right, because Rangers of the New Republic, that was going to be her show. Yeah
0: which is also the other reason why why would you ever put a message out like that like you about you're gonna gonna have your own disney show like what but yeah i'll be interested to see because i don't think she's she's not an important enough character i don't think in the mandalorian to where if they recast her it was it would be like oh this is just wrong like i wouldn't give a shit like you could get another badass chick to throw in there to play the role. And I'd be like, yeah, this is dope. I'm for it. So I'll be interested. I might set a precedent, honestly, going forward of if they, dec- whether they, or not they decide to recast the character in the Mandalorian or not. And just like the character is gone. I did see a freaking hilarious meme for the beginning. of It, it was like, it was like uh, the intro card for the next season of the Mandalorian. Um, I can't remember what her character's name was. Cara Dune. Cara Dune, Cara Dune crashes x Queen and dies. It's like the first thing
1: that it, the first like title card for the new season. I was like, okay, that, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I've seen a number of memes about her character being recast for Don Cheadle. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 that's amazing. Which but- Disney is at least in a fortuitous enough position with her character that they could just drop her, never mention her again, rewrite Rangers of the New Republic and she's just gone from the universe. Because she she was not going to be an... Well, not necessarily going to be an integral part of the Mandalorian going forward. And you can just write a different protagonist for Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Because it's it's not like she herself at the moment was a very important figure in Star Wars. She was an original character that wrote for the Mandalorian that they were going to expand upon. They can get rid of that character and it's not going to hurt the brand right now. Where... Unlike if Pedro Pascal had done something at this point, uh, that would have been a little bit more jarring.
0: Yeah, but the they've uh kind of uh covered their asses on that with the character almost never being seen, so True. you could just throw someone else in there and voice synth- synthesize their voice to sound like how we know the Mandalorian to sound. So that wouldn't be as bad. But to your point, yeah that would be or like if um if, in the witcher if hit that majestic fucking stallion whose name i cannot recall right now um chris help me he, uh, plays, I, he plays superman
1: yeah with, i can't i forget it too. oh god
0: <laughs> um well you probably all know who we're talking about if he were to do something the witcher's done gg yes. game over superman Thanks pc
1: gamer man whose name yeah. i forget
0: oh my god we suck um
1: I'm looking it up because this is gonna drive me crazy. Not Christopher Reeve.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, we need a we need a vamp for some time anyway. So, yeah, (laughs) you you look that up. Um, Maybe we'll think of it. This is great content right now because it's just me trying to think through this.
1: Mm, Oh God, Henry Cavill. Oh my God,
0: yes, that majestic stallion, Henry Cavill. Um. So yeah, Chris, what are we talking about next?
1: Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, like we said, there wasn't really a whole lot else that was going on, at least nothing that lends itself to further discussion. And I I really don't want to talk about division again, because I don't want to burn through all of that before the season is over.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I think we wait until the season. Oh, I, the one thing we can't talk about with that, do you see that, I think it was Kevin Feige came out and said, yeah, like, the last three episodes are all going to be an hour long.
1: Oh, my God. No, I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> I think it was that. It was something along the lines of, like, the last... The rest of the episodes are all going to be really long.
1: Yeah, because we only got two episodes left.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, I didn't know what the number was. So, that'll be interesting. We're getting, like, two mini-movies. It's going to be nutty.
1: (laughs) Which, you know, actually, on that note, uh, I could talk at length a little bit about the the theory behind uh, Disney's release schedule. Uh, Because have you noticed that there's only about a two-week gap between the end of WandaVision and the start of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, no, I, I didn't even know when that was coming out. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of curse Disney for not doing the Netflix strategy of releasing the show all at once, because, uh, you know, after so long with Netflix, where, where Netflix itself has redefined the way we watch TV and has uh, birthed the idea of binge watching a show, uh. Where, like, binge-watching wasn't even in the cultural lexicon before Netflix came along. Uh, and then especially when they started doing their own shows. Uh, it, it's been jarring, in a way, to have a streaming show release week to week. Um, and, and Netflix has had some offerings that release week to week. But it feels weird. It's disjointed with their public brand. Uh, but Disney Plus doesn't have a whole lot going for it in regards to original works. Uh, at any given time, they've only got like one really popular show happening. And I'm sure that will change as the years go forward, especially now that they know Disney Plus is proven and works and people like it. Um, and their announcement that they are shifting to a focus on the streaming service for their business going forward. Um, we're never going to stop watching Marvel from now until the grave. It's going to be great because if they if they plan this right, like, you know, like I said, two weeks between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because WandaVision being eight episodes, that's two months of watching Marvel And then uh, the next one's going to be six episodes. That's another month and a half. By that time, we're going to have a movie out and maybe another one. We're going to have Loki and then another movie. And then we're going to have Hawkeye and probably another movie. We're just going to bounce between shows and movies, let alone if you're a Star Wars fan on top of that. And I don't think that's going to stop because in doing so, WandaVision stays in the conversation because even if you don't, watch Marvel you can't deny that Marvel has become a cultural touchstone that the majority of the population even if they don't watch it is at least aware of it Uh, and to the point of like, even before I started watching Marvel, you know, because of the person I am, I kept up with things that were happening in universe because I just thought it was interesting. So now for eight weeks, we are talking about these relatively side characters in the Marvel universe who are now getting the spotlight. And we're just going to do the same thing for Falcon and Winter Soldier, let alone when Black Widow comes out and Doc Strange 2. It's a nonstop ride now, Hayden.
0: Oh yeah, it's... Okay, so first I have to say, it's so funny that you say the thing about being so ingrained, it it being weird being appointment television again. I, for one, am so happy that it's back because <laughs> as with the phenomenon of Game of Thrones was, everyone was watching it as it premiered. Now, that's mm-hmm. not happening so far with WandaVision. Like, it's not like the... the ta- because I think it releases, like, at the weirdest time. It's not true appointment television, like, you know... It was nine o'clock on a on Sunday. Sit down in front of the TV, watch Game of Thrones. Right, because it's, it's still a
1: streaming show, and you can watch it whatever you want.
0: Yeah, but it's still bringing it back. And to your point on keeping it in public discourse, it, it's you. It's it's so funny hearing you say that because um, a shout out to uh, the one of the the oldest podcasters, I think Bill Simmons and his podcast over on The Ringer. Uh, he has. Said numerous times that he thought Netflix one of Netflix's biggest issues when it came to staying in the or a or missed opportunity they did was the binging because shows like uh, some of the bigger shows, like uh, what's the one, uh, the chess, chess show that came out, the Queen's right? Gambit, Queen's Gambit, uh, The Crown, some um, Stranger Things, like those went from being in the media discourse and just the cultural discourse for three months to a week.
1: Yeah. And I think a, a really good example of that recently is the tiger King. Yeah. Cause yeah. tiger King, that, that was a show that seemed like everyone had watched. Yeah. But but, but was, it did not, it didn't stick around for that long.
0: Yeah. Well, one, because it didn't deserve to, uh,
1: <laughs> it, it
0: deserved its week and then to be forgotten. But yeah, you're right. So it, it's very interesting to see Disney basically go the HBO route. That they're they're going the we're gonna release stuff weekly. Also to your point, so that way it's not gonna be like the first year Disney Plus was out, where Mandalorian came out, watched it, delete my or canceled my subscription because there was nothing else I gave a shit to watch. <laughs> now there's they're setting it up to where oh you sh- there's no point in deleting or canceling your account or subscription because the next thing's coming out in a week or two so you might as well just stick around for that because we know you're going to want to watch it so that, that's I, a good
1: point I actually didn't even think about the subscriber angle
0: yeah I, I, that I, to me that is the reason why they are not doing the binge watch thing is because their content is so spread out that uh, like if if say all of WandaVision came out one day, and then the next thing we aren't getting is uh, Winter Soldier and what Falcon that's, and Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier wouldn't come out for three more months. Me, I would just cancel my subscription for those two three months, and then pick it back up when it was out again. Because yeah, and
1: that's probably largely what happened when Mandalorian came out because they just had Mando yeah. and then nothing.
0: I mean, that's I did do that. I canceled my subscription because I was like, I'm not. I know it's only like eight bucks or whatever it was. But it's just like there's no point in paying it when I'm literally not watching anything. I actually I watched Mandalorian and then finished Rebels and Clone Wars and then canceled it because after that, to me, I was like, "There's I'm not coming back for anything here." So it the thing that will be also that also plays an interesting role in it, I think, is with Paramount Plus also coming out and what's the other well, Peacock's still there. Those. Yeah who don't really have, ri- like, quote, original content because they're just putting what's on their networks already. Yeah,
1: and um, I think that that's a fine niche to exist in. I kind of hope they don't bother with original content.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if those two specifically, uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock, change their monetization at all um, and try to go the way of another pay, like, to just watch the content you have to pay for it. Because right now that's you don't on Peacock, but it's kind of like Hulu where if you pay more, you don't have commercials. And, and then there's Hulu, which has its own – like, it, oh, we've already talked about it. But the streaming landscape is just getting so complicated, and I'm just waiting for the bubble to burst. Mostly yeah. so then we can only have a couple places to go to for content. There's just so much damn content.
1: And that's, like, one of the nicer things about Disney owning as much stuff as it does is it at least has its package where you can get Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN for a reduced rate. Which, you know, granted, it's the whole stink of, like, well, this is just cable with extra steps. Sure, I don't disagree.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. All I want from cable is sports channels. And I don't know why. Well, it's because they're all money-hungry pieces of shit. But I don't know why there isn't a sports equivalent streaming service yet but it's because you have all the major networks all have a play a piece in all major sports and there is no way you're getting abc nbc fox uh disney now to all come to the table and agree on something which is why um on youtube tv which is what i have uh I, i think it was a couple months ago now uh they dropped dropped or didn't renew the thing for the local fox sports networks which uh if you watch sports that would be where uh your nba games that aren't nationally televised or your nhl hockey games i felt like i needed to say hockey (laughs) because it's the nhl and if you don't know you have no idea what that is so sorry hockey fans but i think you know what i'm where i'm coming from on that one um or you would watch your local nhl games And so I haven't been able to watch Pacer games all season because I don't think Fox Sports has a plan yet where you could just buy access to watch their games, which kind of blows. Because if you don't have a provider that has it, you're basically SOL. But I – we just – I want – long story short, I want there to be an equivalent like Sling but just for sports. Yeah. But even Sling – swaps their packages because they have two packages and then the combined one and in the two separate packages you get some sports on this one and some sports on the other one i'm like you sons of bitches
1: yeah i think the best route right (sighs) now is to just get hulu with live tv but at that point you're basically already paying for a cable package
0: oh i mean that's like youtube tv 60 bucks now I split oh, it with shit. my par I split it with my parents because I was like, I'm not paying that by myself. All I do is watch the sports. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I have I have a, a deal with my mom and stepdad where they pay the extra five dollars to get Hulu without ads, and I let them on my Spotify Premium.
0: Fair. I mean, that's what it's coming to. Like, I don't know anyone who themselves pays for all these. Like, I'm the I'm the anime hookup or plug like if you need access to anime i might know how to get it for you because i'm not going to say anymore so don't come after (laughs) me for sharing my account okay um but you know like everyone's got that friend that they either get their hbo or what used to be hbo uh now now it's hbo max their hbo max account their netflix account hulu now just like you will I don't know anyone who's paying for all of those individually. Well, yeah, except am a family, but I'm a mega maybe. leech.
1: I don't pay for any of them. Oh <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, I'm on my mom's Netflix and Hulu. I'm on your Disney and Crunchyroll and Funimation.
0: <laughs> I'm a man of the people. What can I say?
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, going back a little bit, I I hope that. Uh, Binge shows don't go away because I think there's still a place for them. I think a lot of what Netflix puts out still really works as a binge um, because not everything is an event and not everything is going to hold someone's attention week to week, uh, especially when so many Netflix shows end after two seasons. I don't know what Netflix's criteria is for constant uh renewal because only the mega hits seem to get more than a couple seasons your bojacks or your stranger things or your orange is the new black which all were kind of old guard of netflix shows but like one of my favorites american vandal only lasted two seasons but if i couldn't binge it i don't know that i would have finished it whereas on the other side of the pond you've got disney where every single marvel property is an event anymore because it's been built up so much that, yeah, everyone's going to come back and watch WandaVision because, A, it's just a really good freaking show, and, B, because it feeds into everything else, and if you watch Marvel, you want to stay on top of it. And also, ideally, avoid spoilers.
0: Yeah, because, as we said, was it last week? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of spoilers in WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, there's some big bombs.
1: But I, I like binge-watching. I like being able to watch a show all at once. I don't like having to wait 10 weeks for the show to come out and having to dodge anyone talking about the show. So I like binge watching as a concept, but I can at least agree at this point that there is a time and place. And I, I can respect the theory of that time and place not being Marvel or Star
0: Wars. Man, we went through a whole conversation about the ways to whether you binge or go week to week, and I didn't talk about anime at all. So <laughs> I'm going to not continue to talk about anime, but i just like to point that out, and I'm giving myself a pat on the back.
1: <laughs> which is part of a larger conversation in regards to Netflix and their release schedule.
0: Yes, which I don't... Have we talked about that at all? I feel like we've talked about that before. Yeah, I think because, so. Because, boy, does it trigger me. but. <laughs> They're getting better, and so I've laid off of them as much as I have in the past. I've I've not been on them as much as I have in the past. But with that, I think we've done it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got did it, did we turn a in. nothing episode into a decent one? Hey, we. I mean, we we crossed the fifty minute mark, dude. That's all I really care about. I don't even know if that means anything, but it does to me, <laughs> I guess, since I just said it did. But, um, yeah, I think I think we'll cut it off there uh, so we don't ramble anymore and have – I already forgot his name, but have another instance where we can't remember an actor's name. Henry
1: Cavill. Henry
0: Cavill's name again. Yep, there it is. See, I didn't forget. Um, but, yeah. Uh, check out our Twitter because I'm pretty sure no one has followed us yet. I'm looking at all of you people who download the podcast um, at, at obsession underscore pod. Uh, we can start tweeting more to actually warrant you following us. Um, yeah, should so probably do the, that. So there's that. Um, and then check out our – Chris and I are both on the Twitch I am a Gooser, with the second O being a zero, because see that's the easiest way to say it instead of spelling it out. Chris and Whatever. Chris, I believe you are Sonicals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, check us out. Uh, I have been doing a shitty job of sticking to my stream schedule, but I it's there, and I'm gonna try to get back into it. But as Chris alluded to earlier, where's the time? Yeah, Who is the time? So, yeah, uh, that'll do us for this week. Thank you. And hopefully, you'll be back next week.